0: Welcome back to another episode of Apex Mountain. My name is Jacob Lindgren, and this is another solo episode. Tanner and I couldn't get our uh, schedules kind of lined up again. A lot of traveling on his part. Um, So uh, I'm doing another solo episode. It's better to have one person on it and do it than none. So we got to keep this rolling every Monday for you guys. So I am doing a solo episode this week on American Gangster. I know last week we discussed that we weren't sure what we were going to pick. He had a couple kind of rolling around in his head that he wanted to do, Um, and because this is a solo episode, I decided to pick a movie that I haven't seen since I was in high school, uh, American Gangster. This was one of my favorite movies growing up. I really enjoyed it Um, at the time. I think it was because it was kind of divisive uh, stuff. You know, the subject matter in it is something adult, something I hadn't seen a lot of uh, at a younger age. Um, I think it it really affected me because of that. Um, Now that I've gotten older and watched a lot of movies and TV shows for this and otherwise, that I think my taste has changed a little bit. It's not on my Mount Rushmore of movies like it was when I was younger, um, but really, really enjoyable. Uh, I'm glad I came back around to it to watch it again from a different perspective. So uh, let's just get straight into it. The man I work for at one of the biggest companies in New York City he didn't own his own company white man owned it so they owned him nobody owns me though the most important thing in business is honesty bribery extortion integrity hard work murder racketeering family never forgetting where we came from who is this guy see you are what you are in this world that's either one or two things Either you're somebody, or you ain't nobody. So for anybody that doesn't know, this movie's about uh, Russell Crowe, who is a New York City cop that's kind of fledgling, not really doing his job to his full potential, his life's kind of falling apart. His personal life's kind of falling apart, with his wife leaving him, with his son, and we're kind of catching him at this low part in his life. And he finds meaning in his occupation, and really finds himself through trying to stop the uh, Harlem drug lord Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas is a real person, and some of this movie is based on his, you know, real life. Although um, I don't really go, I'm not really going to go too far into that because I don't know how much of the real information is real versus what this movie got wrong. Um, and it's a really Scott movie, so I think it's you know it's supposed to be entertaining and not necessarily be completely accurate. So uh, keep that in mind. Um, this movie is very long. I'd say that's probably my biggest gripe with it. It's 240 and there's even an extended version. Um, I had the same problem with this movie that I had with The Untouchables uh, that uh, Elliot Ness, uh, Kevin Costner movie, where there's too much subject matter. There's too much to discuss. There's too many different angles to take. Are you going to talk about the dirty cops? Are you going to talk about the person who uh, you know, breaks that chain and finally finally fix, fixes a lot of that problem? Are you going to spend a lot of time with Frank Lucas? Are you going to talk about his family? Are you going to talk about the other gangs that are surrounding him and the environment? You can do all that, and you'll have a nine-hour movie that no one will watch. Um, so I, I kind of feel for Ridley Scott because he's taking on this mass undertaking that frankly can't be completely done in two to three hours so um, in one way I'm annoyed by it because I feel like some stuff was left on the table and we weren't getting the full potential out of either our main stars Denzel Washington or Russell Crowe because there's so much going on that we don't really get those moments where they they're fully invested in their characters I understand kind of keeping Denzel uh, subdued and more suave and more thoughtful. Um, I do understand that. And if that's how Frank Lucas is in real life, then so be it. Um, but I do think that Denzel, if given a little bit more rain, could have been even better in this movie and be more electric. And if we're not worried about it, this movie's accuracy, um, I don't really see why you would you know, hamstring uh, uh, Denzel uh, unless Denzel himself decided that, which I kind of doubt. Um, so... I don't know. I think they jumped around a lot plot wise, which I think hurts the movie overall. But uh, that being said, I think this is a solid seven and a half, eight movie. I think as far as gangster movies go, this is really interesting. Uh, the subject matter is is very interesting, and if anything, more realistic uh, than some of the older movies. You know, Goodfellas and things like that. It's very entertaining. I think that's objectively a better movie than this movie. But um, this movie's more relatable. It's talking about stuff that affected. Uh, you know that time frame, but also affects uh, this time frame. Uh, you know those the the drugs that are being discussed in this movie are still affecting cities around this country today, and uh, also the legal system, the good and bad that goes with that, um, and the uh, decision to treat uh, drug crimes with uh, harsh penalties instead of you know rehabilitation centers and programs that help people instead of sending them to prison. That's a whole nother conversation for. A more educated podcast but um, a lot of subject matter in this movie i think is very relevant very relevant um so uh it may not be as entertaining as a goodfellas but it does bring something to the table that goodfellas doesn't so starting with ridley scott ridley scott is uh, a fantastic director one of my favorites who's done the martian that i talk about pretty much every week on here but i wanted to give you kind of a 20 year time frame this movie comes out in 2007 He's got a couple good movies that come out 10 years before that. 1997, starting with the now infamous G.I. Jane. He made Gladiator with Russell Crowe in 2000. He made the uh, infamous uh, sequel to um, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal. uh, Terrible movie. He made Black Hawk Down as well um, in uh, 2001. So, uh, you know, he's got this great stuff. He's still, you know, making bangers. And this movie comes out in 2007. uh, Surrounded by Robin Hood and body of lies and those kind of movies and then you know he caps off the next uh 10 years with a couple really good movies prometheus is a very fun movie um and the martian 2015 so this is a really good time frame for him not his apex or anything like that but uh you know every few years he makes really really high quality movies so um this movie is no exception to that denzel this is about denzel this is what uh, i'm supposed to be talking the most about Um, And this is kind of where his career doesn't take a tailspin because I feel like that's totally unfair, but there's about a 10 year window here where he makes a lot of movies that aren't particularly good. They're kind of cash grab or basic, you know, surface level action movies. If you're trying to have the uh, Tom Hanks versus Denzel argument on who's more important for Hollywood, if you're you're pro-Hanks, this would probably be the decade that you'd want to point at because he makes... Out of Time, Man on Fire, which is decent. Um, The Manchurian Candidate, Inside Man, Deja Vu, and then this movie. So some mediocre stuff. And then this movie, which I think was a little bit of an Oscar attempt. I don't know if he thought he was going to win or not, but this is a great cast, great director. This really gives you the publicity and the the juice, if you will. But then after this movie, he makes some other stuff that just isn't really worth talking about the taking of uh, Pelham one, two, three, the great debaters, the book of Eli is fun, but ultimately not that good. Unstoppable safe house, that kind of thing. And it isn't until 2012 where he makes flight that he kind of makes something a little bit more interesting um, and gets back into the kind of Oscar version of Denzel. So <clears throat> he does take about a 10 year break from making movies that are quote unquote good and makes more that are like, you know, fun or maybe average I'm sure he got pretty good-sized paychecks for Russell Crowe. Um, Russell Crowe had a obviously a long, uh, very good career. He made uh, Gladiator, as I said before, in the year 2000. That was also with um, Ridley Scott. He's also worked around this time with Denzel, so uh, there's a lot of overlap here. And looking at that overlap, it makes sense that you know these two main actors. Uh, have come together for a movie like this it does seem to be it was it does seem between Ridley Scott and Denzel and Russell that did seem kind of inevitable that they would cross paths Um, and this is very interesting interesting movie for them to do so Josh Brolin can't really go without talking about Josh Brolin love love him and everything I see him in I think he's a little weird in this character I think he's better than the character he's playing he's almost in his own weird movie and Uh, He's definitely going for it. I'm fine with it. Although I think if we could cut him out of it and focus more on the two main people, um, I think it would be worth ignoring, you know, the uh, crooked cop, you know, uh, uh, side story. Because we really don't need this guy that's like kingpin twirling his mustache. We really don't need that. We understand that in the time frame. It's common knowledge that there's a lot of corruption at this time. We don't really need him, I don't feel like. And if we focus and give more time to Russell Crowe and Denzel, I think that their performances would be elevated and would make this movie overall a better movie, especially at the end where you say, and we caught, you know, 700 people that were uh, breaking the law as police officers. You say that at the end, we get the point. We don't really need Josh Brolin's character to hit that home, in my opinion. I think that's what's so good about the Goodfellas is there's a lot of characters in Goodfellas, but ultimately we only care about three people and all three people are really going after it and spending all of their time on screen. And if I ever hit a two or three minute mark where we're not paying attention to Denzel or Russell, I feel like it's a time wasted. So uh, less Josh Brolin for me, despite the fact that I do love him. Chiwetel 4 is in this as well. And he is very, very good. I don't know if he's had a lot of big movie success before this movie, uh, some movies I hadn't heard of before this. But after this movie, I think in some ways it. It kind of takes off for him. I mean, he's in movies that are silly, you know, like Salt, which is the Angelina Jolie action movie um, in 2012 and stuff like that. But later on he is what we know him for now. It's 12 Years a Slave, which he is phenomenal in. Uh, he's phenomenal in The Martian as well. He's in Doctor Strange and very, very good in that. Um, I, I really like him. I think his career has really taken off maybe after this movie. So um, worth keeping in mind. I really liked him in this movie as well. I had a discussion with Tanner on when we were trying to figure out what movie we were going to do. What is Denzel's apex? What is his apex mountain? What is his Mount Rushmore? You know, what do we think here? And I think that you really can't leave off training day and you really can't leave off Malcolm X on the, the, uh, on the Mount Rushmore. I think that there's no way around that. And then I think there's a lot of room for opinion on the next two. You know, if you like, if you like movies that are fun and he's really going all out, you can do a He Got Game and, uh, you know, just love his Jake Shuttlesworth performance. If you like, uh, uh, you know, the that kind of thing and you're my age, you could pick Remember the Titans. I don't think that, you know, that deserves a spot over some of the better uh, movies like Philadelphia, Pelican Brief, things like that. But he's made so many good movies. It's really uh, a good thing that it's hard to fill out that, that Mount Rushmore if you only have four good movies and that's easy to do and that may not that may actually be an indictment on the on the person but I think he is really good in this I just feel like there was like an extra level he could have got to that for one reason or another he didn't feel the need to do I don't know if that was a Ridley Scott decision or a Denzel decision but I think if he would have turned it up a little bit I think <clears throat> the movie would have benefited from it answering our weekly questions the first one is Uh, movie poster. Do we like the movie poster? I like it a lot. I like that it's black and white. Kind of gives me the Scarface vibes. Um, I like that it cuts them off at their eye line, so you're only seeing themselves. Um, I don't really know what that does to me. I don't know why I like that. Maybe it, I don't know, maybe it projects some kind of uh, corruption or you know what I mean? Kind of like how in a classified material, classified documents, they'll slash over someone's face so you can't see who they are it kind of gives that impression, which I like. It kind of it kind of shows the uh, the detective side of this movie, <clears throat> which I think really works for it. So I think great poster, and name. I think uh, great name as well. Uh, the whole background of the story is how Frank Lucas um, and the Black community of Harlem kind of took over uh, the city of New York, uh, the drug community uh, from the Italians at the time. And uh, I think there's there's a lot in that name, American gangster. Um, I think that explains the movie, explains the transition in the city, explains where our country went and our culture went from there. Um, I don't know. I think it's a very, I think it's a very uh, compelling name, but it's also a simple name that's easy to remember, which is ultimately what they're going for. So um, totally, totally uh, into the poster and the name. <clears throat> courtroom scene. Um, I'm glad the courtroom scene didn't exist because this movie is already a bit slow and too long, in my opinion. But I mean, it wouldn't have hurt to see... <clears throat> Denzel on the, sta- on the stand, you know, ratting out these police officers and stuff at the end. That would have been pretty cool. Um, although I do like, you know, kind of the uh, montage of them just, you know, putting up people's pictures on the wall and then and then those cops getting arrested. I think that that, that works pretty well. So although the court scene could have been compelling, I am glad that it's not in it. <clears throat> Metascore of this movie is a 76. Uh, this movie got some pretty good reviews at the time. Uh, Variety gave it an 80, New Yorker gave it an 80, Rolling Stone 88, Hollywood Reporter 80. I think a lot of people really love this movie, <clears throat> but we're a little muted in their in their scoring, and I think that's probably to do with the length and maybe to do with the uh, the accuracy of the storytelling. I'm seeing a lot of people say that it's hectic, um, and and you know a little all over the place, and maybe that's why they bumped it a little. I can understand that. Um, not every scene I felt like was necessary and when that becomes, when there's too many of those, then the viewer becomes like a pseudo-editor and if you spend any time trying to figure out how you would fix the movie, then that is a indictment on the movie. Okay, I think it is time for me to review this movie. <clears throat> my opinion of this movie. I really enjoy it. I think there's a little bit of nostalgia for the fact that it was a big deal to me in a certain period of my life, but I think the subject matter and the um, the number of high-quality actors in this movie elevate it to a 7.7. 7. Eight is the bar, as we often say. <clears throat> I don't think that this movie moves the needle for mafia movies in general. I don't think it's so good that it, that it breaks the bar that's set from, you know, the uh, gangster classics that, that we've been given over the years, the Scorsese movies, really. But I think it's close, and I think, like I said, the subject matter and everything really... Really gets it close to that number. So I'm going to give it a 7.7. 7. Acting ability, we're focusing primarily on Denzel Washington with this rating. He is really very good in it. Uh, I think that there's a level that he could have gotten to that uh, he wasn't given the space to or he decided on his own that he wanted to be more subdued. Um, I frankly wish he hadn't. Um, but that being said, I can't really see this movie being done by somebody uh, other than him because of the gravity that he has on, on, on screen. Uh, to start out as somebody who's kind of quiet in the background the driver and then for him to take over a whole operation and basically take over the entire city Um, there's very few people that could have pulled off that performance um, and Denzel is one of one so I'm going to give him a 7.4 and rewatchability in this movie a little bit lower than the last two numbers Um, I do like it I think that there's uh, portions of the movie that I definitely would sit down and finish for sure Uh, but it is too long and you do have to know what's going on so um, I'm going to go a little bit lower with a 6.8 and this movie comes out to 7.3, 7.3, which is tied with a, a good number of movies. It is tied with 310 to Yuma, Rocky 2, High Crimes, The Truman Show, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, The Help, Tropic Thunder, and Rudy. It is .1 above Beauty and the Beast, Fly Away Home, The Wedding Singer, Uncut Gems, and A Knight's Tale. It is point one below Miss Congeniality, Zodiac, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Marshall, Get On Up, and Aaron Brockovich. I uh, really enjoyed watching this movie and I really enjoyed doing this podcast. I wanted to talk about this movie uh, for a long time because I wanted to kind of work out whether or not I like it because of when I watched it or I like it because it's genuinely good. And I'm glad to see that it is a genuinely good movie. Um, if you want to reach out, if I'm totally wrong or you want to agree with me, uh, you can reach out at Apexmountainpod at gmail.com. That is the best way to reach us. We will respond to you if you have any uh, concerns or opinions or want us to do a particular person or movie. Uh, we absolutely will if you tell us, it will add it to next on the list. So don't fe- feel free to reach out. <clears throat> um, we have a Patreon that's got a lot of movies that have been uh, uh, reviewed on there that are not on the main feed. Uh, most of which are Marvel movies I've done with my brother. Uh, they were a lot of fun. We really enjoyed doing those. Um, I know times are tough right now. So if you can't afford our Patreon, no big deal. Um, I will let you get into that for free. Uh, just reach out to us at Apex Mountain Pod and I will do that for you. If there's anything else that you want to tell us, please let us know. But if not, see you guys next week. Bye.